Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Snakes on the Diamond, hosted by yours truly, Mike McDermott, and Wesley Beyer. Today, we are going to be talking about the Dodger series, as well as kind of give everyone the important farm updates that you can get in 30 minutes. So, anyway, Wes, how have you been today? Uh, it's, been a, it's been a day. I've been very amused by the uh, Orioles announcer drama, but I think that's been talked about too much um everyone's done that yeah, everyone's got but an opinion on that by now everyone's got an opinion on like on that so not something that we're going to talk about it's uh unsurprising for the orioles if you know their history um so baseball back we had a nice day off yesterday um playing the dodgers that's gonna be probably awful just like i probably won't win the mega millions michael well, I'll just say this. The reason we're here at 2 o'clock instead of 10 is I sat through the longest eye doctor appointment in the history of mankind. Not for me. So. Uh, that's that what you did, man? It's, uh, yeah, we were both taking care of moms. So, gotta take care of your mom. Oh, that um, was three, uh, three hours. From yeah, I, I, to 12. I just do my usual errand boy stuff because it's much easier for me to do that than deal with a wheelchair and and now the car like multiple times with that i'd rather just do it myself so i'd still do that and, save the time. and the, the place was only a two mile drive away from my house like my, my god that did take you a long time like i was like we spent, I did like it's been four things within half an hour so like i went to the pharmacy got some groceries i picked up some other stuff she needed Came back home. I was done in like less time than it took you probably to, to like check in, get there and check in. So that's kind of tells me a lot about your morning. That's Michael. Uh, Start- <laughs> your morning today, Michael. Yeah, it took an it took over an hour to buy uh, the purchase new glasses, get the, get the prescriptions updated, and yeah, that seems to that always stuff. take forever. So it's not a surprise. So let's. Let's jump right into it. Diamondbacks farm system. Something for D-backs fans to actually be excited about is Jordan Lawler. Yep. So we play the game of how does Jordan Lawler look since May 23rd? And we will do that right now. And we'll bring it up for everyone to share. And I know Jordan uh, will probably hopefully see this since uh, I did tag him on X. Where is and uh, can't I find he oh, has no been. Wonder, I can't ex- find it. He's been excellent. Right. This is the wrong page. This is your favorite player. That isn't a Dimeback. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. I was trying Showtime. to and somehow it popped up Otani. Well, why you? That's every fan's. You know, like it's All it's right. the subconscious desire to look up Shohei. And here's my the- subconscious desire to show how awesome Lawler's been for the last ten weeks. Of course, the numbers are really. Ch- it's a dramatic turnaround. Like he started off the season okay, and then he had a really not so great, like really actually like a pretty bad slump. I, I will say, and I, I think he'd admit that himself. But since then, he has completely turned it around. Yep, since May twenty thirty, is hitting three ten with near four hundred on base percentage and OPS over nine hundred, which of course in the super hitter friendly confines of Hodgetown in Amarillo. Only gives him a 147 WRC plus. 
Yeah, that's kind of speaks to the craziness of the, <laughs> the environment there of this. Uh, I, I mean, hot, dry, there's winds. Uh, I know a day game, you're going to get a lot of, you know, fly balls out. I would not want to play in the Texas heat. They're insane for playing. So credit to him for playing in the weather there, especially with this heat wave. Uh, but he is then it's so still, dude, there's a heat wave. There's a heat wave all through the Southern United States. So I know he's been dealing with that too. Temperatures pushing, uh, you know, hundred, I think, uh, I have to check the weather recently, but I know he's been dealing with that. So that says a lot actually to just how like to deal with that and to put up those numbers. That's, uh, I know it kind of hot weather will boost the, you know, the offense, but hot weather will also sap your energy and make you feel terrible. So kudos to him for dealing with that. Yeah. This is two Arizonans talking about it. So maybe that's just, you know, a nice little, uh, little training for when he plays in AZ. Well, when he plays in AZ, there'll be a roof air conditioning and a third day. Hey, man, spring training gets real hot sometimes. You and I both know that. Like, it could be a hot spring training, and it's not it's fun It's not the outside. temperature. It's the fact you're in the sun for three hours. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. Three hours. That is the one drawback of living here. It's very easy to lose sight of the ball. Like I've seen a lot of videos recently of a major leaguer saying, like, the worst thing about playing in Arizona is the sky in spring training like the sky is so bright that it's so like you look away for half a second and you've lost the ball so um i could see that well it's happening in spring training so do you do you think this is a realistic reflection of um of how lawler will play in the like do you think he'll be a 300 hitter at the major league level no when that's you don't think so i mean i mean i'm I'm not i shouldn't say like that's so rare thing. Like, I mean, hitting over 300 has become increasingly rare and like the suppressed, is- the suppressed offense years. And in like an average year, I think he would be a high 290 to, you know, 300 average guy, probably give you a, like on a peak year, maybe 2025 20, home runs, 25 stolen base. He does seem like he could do a 2020 season pretty easily just with his skill set. I think he's going to hit more home runs than you think, and he's going to hit for a lower average than you think. So I have him as a 270 hitter with 20 to 25 home runs and 30 stolen bases while playing average defense at shortstop. That's my projection. I mean, that's I I I'm, I think I'm much more optimistic about most prospects. I like I like to use my imagination a little bit to see like what uh you know like I I'd rather project what the peak season is of a player then just like look at okay this is the floor is of like season. you know you think that's the peak season for i think he, i think he's better than that i i think that he's perfectly capable of let me look at his if he puts those numbers together he's going to the all-star game you know that's yeah you're, you got the point there he's he probably will have more power with a lower average you you're probably right about that his numbers in terms of like walks and strikeouts seem to be um they seem to be trending in the right direction after like kind of going the there's wrong way sample, last year. There's enough of sample size that you could project a seventeen percent seventeen and nine from double A and try and project that to the major leagues. I have him as league average in both strikeouts and walks, which is twenty two and eight. Right yeah. 
I mean, looking at his season this year, he'll probably finish with 25 home runs, maybe at least 20. He's got 20. He's got 15 and 29 right now in 84 games. I think that's like, you know, he's really, he kind of is in the ballpark of 20, at least a, a 2020 floor, though. Yeah. He's going to hit a lot of home runs between Amarillo and Amarillo. Yeah, he did. He's got 19 home runs and 300. Yeah, he certainly, I mean, yeah, his home run production is played in there for sure. So. Do the fact that's that more wild, like I want to say twenty, like a twenty thirty guy than a thirty thirty guy. I think he's yeah, like he's not going to hit that power level. I don't know if he's necessarily. Hit I mean, he might have. He probably does have a thirty home run season in him. Actually, if he hits thirty home runs, I worry that he's I don't think he's going to. I don't know if he necessarily with these rules. I think the stolen bases are not the. Like if you compare lat, if you compare to last year. The main takeaway is his ground ball rate is way down. Yeah. And his line drive rate has gone up. Yes, he's doing exact. The one thing I love about Jordan Lawler is he keeps doing exactly what you want to see as a prospect. Like he's, he's turned it around. Like that you were taught, we were talking about how he, uh, kind of Corbin Carroll took him aside and, you know, like they were like what taking notes or something during like batting practice or like, what were they no, doing? They were like, watching, I know they were watching the game from the scouting session, taking mental reps. Oh, okay. So that, that's, that's a, that's a big thing for a guy is age to be doing. Um, he's came back from injury, like exactly like you wanted to last year. Like he's around running. I mean, he has some, she's had some struggles here and there. Like we talked about it, like uh, earlier this season before this, since what is like you know, yeah, I had some injuries before this hot time. stretch. The, I don't even call it the hot stretch. I think, he's, yeah, it's it, he, but other than some like minor some injuries, yeah, that's he's had nothing really too serious other than the shoulder. The shoulder seems to be uh, something to worry about. It's such a weird thing that we've had three consecutive top draft picks have shoulder injuries. It's still a little odd, um, but he came back from that nicely. He's uh, basically doing everything you want. I mean, he's brought up his average significantly, considering that he was like going into May, the end of May. Yeah, and since then he has been raking. So, um, I wonder if the this kind of streakiness is going to be an issue in the future. I don't think it will. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who will have like. That's I don't know, it happens though. Every guy has their their you know, where you're kinda in the zone for stretches of time and then where you're just like in a mental funk, very rarely you find someone who like never goes into a funk. That's just like that's Hall of Famer stuff there. Like Corbin so, Carroll leagues last year. Yeah, like that's just not a that's normal not expectation of him. Um so he's probably I think he's probably gonna finish the year in Amarillo. Um yeah, they're they have a good shot at the playoffs, so I think I, if they can get in there, that'd be a good experience for them. One, yeah, it absolutely would be. In. One, it's more reps. Um, two, uh, playoff type games are hard to replicate. Yeah, but the the playing environment is just like the atmosphere of a game is so much. Do you want to get a guy exposed to that because it's you know really a chance for them to to you know like you're playing like you said it's a playoff environment. It's a much more um, 
there's more pressure on it while simultaneously not having that much pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the same thing as being like in the world series or like a playoff chase or whatever. So if you've already been there once, I think it, it helps down the road. If you're in the playoffs, uh, in the major leagues, <laughs> if you've been there before, I think that like the winning culture, uh, winning culture in the minor leagues, like Tampa Bay. That's, that's a good, that's a good thing. That's what we should be like striving to do as an organization. Uh, do you think that like, what, what do you estimate is the time that he'll like when he'll be ready for the major leagues? If he's not ready already right now, find out this spring, if he's ready to go in spring training, I say, put him on the roster. If he's not, it's okay. That's what Reno's for. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if he necessarily, well, I think the bat's pretty close to being ready. I, I actually not. think the bat is the farthest thing from being major league ready in this profile, but let's, you think so? we're talking, but I think his defense could also, I think his defense could also, there's a lot of areas I think he can improve, but it's like small improvements. Yeah. Not necessarily anything big. It's just continue. Yeah. To, I don't, continue. I don't see any real holes in his game that it's like, Oh my God, this is good. Friend. Like if you threw him on the major league roster right now, he probably he'd like, he'd struggle. Like I was going to say, like, like, uh, per, like Perdomo did not that for that like bad. you know not that that's a but we should almost expect when you rush a guy from double a to major league yeah. that's kind of the same situation same age it's pretty much the same everything in there um but one you know once in a while a guy will totally just like i think i i think he i think he would swim or sinking if he you know was thrust onto the you know a major league roster immediately like i think he would do he'd surprise more, more people than you think i i if I had a bet on a prospect that, to do that with, like in the system right now, he's probably the one, maybe Tommy Troy is coin flip for me on who would do better. I think it's a situation where you're not picking either or with Troy yeah. and Lawler. It's the best question is how do you get them both on the field? Yeah. Um, that was the next thing. That was the next thing. Um, what, but in terms of best, I think there's a chance that he'll make uh, the team out of spring training very small. I think it's more likely that he'll be called up by, by, by the all-star game next year. I think it is like really a realistic uh, timeline for him. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be service time manipulation in play. If it's pretty, it's they're going to, because of the shortstop positions, as Lawler has much more upside than the options they have now. I think it's a case where if he's ready, play him. He's your best chance. If he's your best, pl- he's your best option. If he's ready. If he's yeah, not, I, I, that's okay. Perdomo blaze yeah. combo or some sort of combination of shortstop can hold up for a year. Perdomo can hold the Perdomo can at least survive the major half of the platoon. In my opinion, maybe not yeah. put up the same numbers, but I, he'll put up. I, I prefer to acceptable numbers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's no, there's no rush to put him on the major league roster. Now, if there's still are the players that you'd want to, like like Blaze Alexander is a real question mark on like is he just extraneous fluff or like what is his ro- like does he have a role with the team in the future if at all is really the one question I, I don't think he I don't, I don't question if he has talent enough to be like a like a backup infielder I think is really is his ceiling is I don't think he's a starting shortstop I think Jordan Lawler is a starting shortstop. That's the difference, though. I mean, if you don't think that Blaze Alexander, if you don't think that Blaze Alexander has a future with the team, like long term for this competitive stretch that like they're trying to build, then you just you go with Lawler if he's ready. Um, If you just need someone to kind of 
hold hold the the spot until he's ready, then it's yeah, it's Perdomo and maybe Blaze. If there's no future for Blaze in the organization, he'll be gone in the offseason. Yeah. I think he'll be traded most likely. I mean, if they're going to upgrade the roster. He'll be traded as a secondary or third piece in their big starting pitcher trade where that's probably going to happen. I could see that. Um, That's kind of. Let's go from our top middle infield prospect to our second middle infield prospect, Tommy Troy. So, already in Hillsborough. Yeah, that's impressive to, you know, I mean, yes, he's like a, a seasoned veteran of college athletics, but um, he's kind of hit the ground running. So he's, in, he's done well so far. Like he they can get him out the first game, first couple of games. So, um, I mean, that says a lot about how advanced he is as a bat. I would, I also wonder like at some point you might have to promote Lawler just so you have room for Tommy Troy, unless you're like an immediately address that address that i don't think it's gonna be an issue but it does kind of put a little bit of pressure on waller having tommy troy behind you uh performing where you know like that 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 does drive a lot of players if tommy troy catches up to jordan lawler that's not a good thing for lawler that it's not yeah this does not bode well for him i think that's going to be a very competitive spring training for the two of them it's really my prediction uh i think that that'll be good He's a he's a gamer. I really like him, like his personality, his makeup. Uh, the more I've learned about Tommy Troy, the more I like him. I think I think, type. I think he can uh, handle third better than than Lawler would. Yeah, that's I think the Troy's main a defender. But Lawler has fewer options, and it's easier to move a guy like Troy than it is Lawler. And considering you know, the fact their third best. Their fourth best position player prospect is another middle infielder. It might make more sense to put him at third. Yeah, I think it does. Um, you know, th- like that. To thinking about that is, I think that uh, Lawler looks like he's just like has the very like I, I, his defense is very aesthetically pleasing. He doesn't like his footwork. His his uh, just like the way he he shifts the ball because like you know the, the that's transfer from from ball to glove to throw all that it's all like just it's exactly what you want to see and the funny thing is that jordan waller often gets the same results just does it in a funky way jordan waller probably the one play i think he would have trouble with is a ball hitting the hole and he's got to make a Derek jeter type throw yeah that's he really they're talking about pre-draft of how he's Kind of like Derek Jeter, and I really do see some of Derek Jeter in him, and just is his like. Yeah, Derek Jeter's arm. He'd be a top yeah, that, one prospect, in my opinion. He should be the best. I would consider him be top five, if not one. Yeah, I. That's not. I. Uh, there's not many knocks on his game. I. Uh, I think Lawler definitely has a higher ceiling than than. Uh, Troy than Tommy Troy. Yeah, absolutely. Like he has a higher ceiling. Tommy Troy is so polished right now that it's like, it's kind of impressive that he's like, he's already in, he's already in Hillsborough, which is just nuts. And he's, or if you can pull up his stats for his first, uh, what was he like? First four week? For 23, I think it was in Hillsborough. Something like there's that. Not much, there's not up. much to make of it. There's not much to make yeah. of it. It's a small sample size. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely small sample size, but it's good to see a, a, a you know, like to, to see him start out like that. I, th- I think they've been playing him at 
second. No, he's playing, playing shortstop. That highlight I retweeted was him playing shortstop. He is four for 19 I with stolen base. They don't show it. He doesn't have a page on fan grass. We'll have to go to baseball reference. So we'll do that. I mean, yeah, that's where we're at. So, okay. Definitely a small, small sample size there. Um, I mean, it's impressive just to be able to, to still like. Yeah. Four for 23 with two walk, three walks, five strikeouts, but we all know that Tommy Troy isn't going to have any. Very many speed bumps, if any, getting to the major leagues because he can already handle major league velocity. And let's just to point how laughably small the sample size is. He could have a four for four game, and he would be like, how much would that help with his batting average? Like, like two hundred points, something uh, like that. Like at least that he'd be batting. A, so if he was went four for four today, he'd be eight for for twenty three. Eight for twenty. Oh. Did the math wrong? I'm supposed to be the math wizard. This is average yeah, you're up supposed- 130 points. That's my point. Okay, so he just has a four for four day at plate. Is his batting average goes up 130 points? So it's small sample size. No stressing about that. Um, I mean, nice to see him drawing walks. His he's he's doing what you want to see, especially if you're like you know this is his really getting his feet wet at the professional level. So it looks like his feet have already been wet this whole time. So not much to add on him. Um, where do you I have, think, do you have him? Do you rank Tommy Troy above Drew Jones at this point? Um, let's ask me that question in November. When, we, when we'll do that, ex- we'll do that exercise for a live stream in November of who our top, whatever number we feel like putting out there is. I, I I think it's safe to say that uh we do a prospect tier list. Our our number one prospect is gonna be Lawler right now, and then everyone else. There's some guys that we had questions about, uh like Christian Robinson, that you would almost think about ranking them again because he's he's a guy who's turned it like he's done everything you'd want him to do this season. I mean he could hit yeah, like Robinson's, better. Robinson's profile hasn't really changed much. Yeah, since... he's just he's just a little older and he's 19. lost like two years of developmental time, three years. Yeah. We'll be seeing, we'll probably be seeing him in the fall league. That'd be a good time to scout him in my opinion. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely, we'll try to do that. Uh, I mean, we can get like footage that's just for here. Um, if not, it's like, I don't know how the inside Dynamax will wor- thing will work out, but like I said, I live 30 minutes away from Salt River Field. So it, yeah, if I had to pay nine bucks a ticket, we'll charge it to the corporate account. Yeah. If we'll we have to, to. Hey, that's why you need to smash that subscribe button like this video and leave a comment. And if you really want to help us donate to our Patreon or subscribe to our YouTube channel, like, come on, leave me a tip on Twitter. Leave Michael a tip on Twitter or X or whatever Elon Musk decides to call it today. Let's call it Twitter. But X the point is smash that subscribe button. Subscribe to our channel. Now, if you aren't already, thank you. Do it or Wes won't stop. Yes. I will. I will. We're just going to do twenty four seven streams of me just talking in like the most obnoxious uh, YouTuber, social media person that I can be. Which is like I could. I can take it up a few more notches. This is. This is not that bad. Michael heard. My, Michael heard me earlier. 
He's like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't go to your A game too quickly. We were playing the so long, any we other uh, any other prospects that are really worthy of discussion right now? Drew Jones, obviously, since we popped him up. So Jones back rehabbing in the complex again. That's good. It's kind of a lost season for him. Unfortunately, he's only going to play about 40 games this year. I don't know if there's going to be the yeah. fall league, but obviously you missed instructs last year with the shoulder surgery, so he might do that again. Okay, so yeah. he's played four games in the complex league and has three hits. So three. Right, let's see if my math is correct. That's not adding up correctly. Or I lock myself okay, so, out of my device, or I look it up. All right, so go. Jones is three for twelve at the plate between two complex affiliates with a triple, an RBI, walk, four K strikeouts, and then throwing out stealing, zero for one in stolen bases. Hmm, not the best results. That I, uh, I would be curious to see that triple that he hit because it's just uh, the he's got big boy power. I don't know how else to put it, but that dude has big boy power. The real question is, uh, is he going to make enough contact? Because right now, like, I, you can't even make a fair evaluation of him, to be honest. With you. Like, you have not seen him healthy at I all. Him healthy like, spring you and I have not seen him healthy outside of maybe, like, yeah, a game in spring training. Not That's not a way you make a fair evaluation if you're, you're scouting. You need to see I more mean, struck that. two balls at 98 plus in that spring training game. One nearly went yeah. out, and the other He's one got... was a was hit, and the other one was a hit. Two yeah, this, this two ninety-eight line drives. Um. Oh, I think. Oh, there is something noteworthy: is all the uh, guys we traded for Seawall have had a pretty poor uh, start. Ryan Bliss and uh, Canzone have not. Uh, had the best start, and I don't think Ro- Rojas has either. Um, I looked at their stats the other night, and it's really there has not worked right. out for either side. So, so I think I talked about that yesterday, though. Three for nine. So Bliss is three for nineteen with a double and a triple, five strikeouts, no uh, three walks, and obviously I don't think he's going to continue to hit under two hundred in Triple A. He's only got. The question with Bliss is there's a possibility is he's a mirage in terms of offense. Because, like, I mean, he's played it. He's going from an organization that has two of the best offensive environments to, like, I know Tacoma is not, like, the most hitter-friendly ballpark, especially when it's, like, normal weather there. friendly ballpark in the entire PCL. I don't actually have the numbers. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's very pitcher-friendly there. I would not be surprised if he really struggles. Uh, like I'm not surprised by this. Yeah. It seems it, this is a there's a this is a thing that happens. Also, you're going from altitude, you know, every other every other you know week or whatever your you know your home stands are to sea level regularly, and like he still has to make the adjustments in that. All right, I'm gonna but, see if yeah, I can I look this up. I would not be if surprised if it's he's a mirage offensively. I mean, no. I don't personally believe that, it, but it is a possibility. 
All right, so I'm going to look this up for you. Shoutouts to the shoe wizard Jack Summers for enabling us to do that. So yeah, thanks, Jack. You're awesome. Yeah, Jack's a longtime friend of the show. In fact, uh, you'll want to check out the go to, when you go to the YouTube page and hit that subscribe button. You're going to want to check out that segment I did with him last week about the trade deadline. Excellent. Of course, none of that stuff came to pass, but yeah. It's still a very interesting thing, and we need to have him on the show at some point in the future to discuss uh, if, if the D-backs have to shift their focus from 23 to 24. But now is not the time for that. They're still above 500, and there's a non-zero chance they could pull this off. It, it's a weak wild card race. Yeah, I you know... D-backs still control their destiny for that. It is not out of the possibility. I don't know how many games we have left against the Dodgers, but like they actually could have a very hot finish the rest of the season and still win the division. That is not out outside of, you know, five, five games. If they, if they take all five games against the Dodgers, it's a possibility. Yeah. And you got three games again. Wait, how many games have against the Giants? They play four, three. They got three games against San Francisco. Yeah. Seven against Chicago. And I don't know. Uh, and they already won the season series against Milwaukee. Yeah. Of course, they also lost I mean, season series to Philadelphia and Miami. It's a tough schedule, but like they control their own destiny. There's no reason why they couldn't turn it around. Um, we'll get into the Dodgers here shortly. Uh, but uh, you're pulling up his statistics there. No, I'm pulling up minor league park factors, and I can't get it. Oh, park factors, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure Tacoma is pitcher friendly. Like last time I looked, it's it's one of the most pitcher friendly ballparks in. Uh, I think Sacramento is. Yeah, I could too, Preston. Um, that's absolutely a possibility. I could win the the power the Mega Millions, and so could you, and so could my mom. We could all win, even and hey, somehow our numbers are all the same. It could happen. Okay, we can all dream a little bit. All right, let's see. Where is it? Why? This must be... Okay, let's go to the Pacific Coast League. Okay, so Tacoma has a park factor of 89 for the Pacific Coast League. For runs. But Sacramento and Sugarland are lower. Okay. I mean, still, I know Sacramento, it's really this... Yeah, I find it. I mean, and the point is, is it's much more pitcher friendly than Reno. Reno's is like the one of the most. I think uh, Albuquerque's is just as uh, hitter friendly as Reno. I mean, it's most, it's actually the most comparable ballpark to Reno is Albuquerque. They're about the same elevation. Uh, the weather's a little different. It's drier in Albuquerque. I would say but, Salt Lake uh, is closer because they're actually closer that's, by. That's really good. One. Salt Lake City, I think, is closer. You, you think Albuquerque so? Is different. No, I mean, Reno's at 106, Salt Lake 112, uh, yeah, I, Albuquerque 120. Las Vegas 122. Okay, yeah, you, you got a point there. I think Las Vegas is Tucson, a weird like ballpark. Oh, Tucson was one of the most hitter-friendly. Actually, I think it was the most uh, hitter-friendly ballpark for the longest time. Uh, it's... That was one of the... the pro, I mean, I never got the people who had the delusion that Reno was going to be any better than Tucson. I mean, it Reno's is actually, slightly. I was going to say, your high elev- you can pretty much guess the elevation. Oklahoma City, about the same elevation as Arizona. 
Round Rock pretty is pretty low elevation. Sacramento, low elevation. Sugarland, which is probably somewhere in the middle of Tex- east side of Texas, near sea yeah. level. And then Tacoma is also near sea level. Yeah, I mean that's my point. Is that it's like he's going from a sea level ballpark or from a from a high altitude to a high altitude, quote unquote, at least for baseball, uh, excluding Nepal and Bhutan, who are now getting into baseball, um, to uh, like well, like sea level. It, it's a big difference. Like uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'd be able, we'll be we'll have to revisit this at the end of the minor league season to see how Bliss does. I'm curious because we were kind of hot on him if he. I mean that that could really that could, that, could, that broke out twenty three year old prospect that just broke out out of nowhere. I would hate to see I would hate to see that happen of him to uh, having turned his uh, his you know basically his career around and really like he was looking like a bust if he did not perform like he did, um, and then to go to to have disappointing numbers at once you traded. Like that's certainly uh, that would be a terrible outcome for him personally. So I, I wish him the best. Obviously, we're not going to look up Josh Rojas's and Dominic Canzone's numbers. Yeah, he's been terrible. It's not. We all know he's Rojas was done. He's cooked. So let's talk about the Dodgers. So game one tonight. You've actually played two games against the Dodgers. Game one tonight. So Julio Arias versus Brandon Fott. So Arias has been a guy that has pitched well against Arizona. Over his career, we will look that up on Baseball Reference. There's got to be a better way to do this, right? Preview for today's game because I'm too lazy to go through his player page. And plus, the information will still be there. No, wrong button. All right, now let's share. I think I actually, let's see. Let's share this tab and we'll pop it up. So looking at the preview. He hasn't been great. Not good on the right column. Okay, so last five starts against Arizona. Urias has a one six five ERA. Three and and three and with twenty three strikeouts and six walks in twenty seven and a third innings. So while he doesn't pitch particularly deep into these games, the D backs have had trouble scoring against him. None of these games have they scored more than two runs. I mean, this, this is probably the best matchup the D-backs have. Uh, well, they, you know, I mean, it's the weakest picture they could face, I think, in my opinion. Um, the the Dodgers, uh, they they actually, Lance Lynn has been great uh, with them, and so is and Kelly has been an upgrade. I don't know if we're going to face either one or, like, who's the scheduled starter for tomorrow. Um, I like to. I hope to. I hope to see Thought has another great start. He was excellent next time. Um, this is a much better, like lineup, to face. Like that's the real thing. Is like can Thought put away, uh, some of the better hitters in this Dodgers lineup? I wonder if that trick still works. So we'll pull up Thought's last three starts if I can do this. This stupid cursor likes to play tricks on me. Okay, let's see if I can put these three together. Nope, I had to go to his player page to do it. So here's a trick. Here's a new trick you're going to learn. For baseball reference, and this is the stuff you need to subscribe. This is the stuff that you need to watch this show for. Watch watch the video, that is. 
because you won't get you won't get this just listing in on Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. Michael is a master. Michael well, is a might... master of stats, and if you're on Spotify or some other platform listening to this, please check out our YouTube channel because you can see Michael's great videos that will explain how to use these different stat websites. Well, I learned. <laughs> I learned from a guy that did this for a living in the organization for a few couple of years. I'm always, I'm always impressed by like the, the way the two of you are able to find like statistics like that. It takes me like forever to figure out like how to pull up. Like that's, yeah, I think that's how I started texting all of you guys. It was uh, being like, uh, what are the numbers for this? How do I do this? So yeah, you look at his last three starts, has an average game score of 59. Opponents are hitting only 209 with a 236 on base, but the problem is the home runs. Yeah. Five homers and 18 and two-thirds innings, that's still too high. Although his last two starts, only two home runs. In I hate, the the numbers are trending in the right the right direction. The last two starts have been excellent. Only two home runs. I mean, if, we, if he, I'm okay with him just giving up a solo home run. Or even two, but the offense needs to show up. And uh, they have a, like, you know, this is hopefully they can turn around against Dodgers as a division rival. They are in control of their own destiny. They can actually, uh, I mean, it's, they're quite a bit away ahead of us. Uh, but I think getting beaten by the Diamondbacks would really uh, help derail the Dodgers, uh, you know, plans for the, the season and postseason. It's a pipe dream, yes, I know. Before any of you guys in the comments say something, oh, it's never going to happen. You know, I hope it does. It does happen. And uh, when it does happen, I will be here to rub it in your face. But I was right. So We saw in the series in Chase Field, the D-backs exploited a weakness that the Dodgers have had for years, but was never, because of how the way teams played the game, it was never truly exploited until when they played the dime uh play the Dodgers back in April. Now of course that so, What are Will Smith's numbers to... against the running game? Like I mean, I uh, do you can you pull up Will Smith's uh stats in terms of how many runners he's thrown out versus stolen him? I'd have no idea how to do that actually. Oops, wrong Will Smith. <laughs> I clicked the page of the player that's been there for f- over a decade instead of the guy that's been there for six years. Yeah. But, right, let's see if I can find his fielding. Because that's that's okay, really how so, they they we, we won last time. They just ran on him. Like 18% caught stealing, which is 1% less than the league. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. It's still that's, like he, we, I think we're actually responsible for a good chunk of the the successful stolen bases on them. So, so I'm going to see if I can get the, what is this feeling? So Austin Bar- Barnes, the backup catcher, 9% caught stealing five of 55. Yeah, that's even worse. So um, hopefully we're going to see the Diamondbacks run wild. Certainly we know this team's built for that. Um, that's really my, I think that that's the offensive. They need, they need to get on base. I mean, I don't know like what it's going to take for them to. That's why I really don't want to see a win tonight uh, against uh, Arias. Uh, is there a scheduled starter for tomorrow? 
So game two starter is Bobby Miller. Uh, kind of just a, for those that aren't aware of Bobby Miller, Miller's a guy that was drafted in the first round, 10 picks after the D-backs took Bryce Jarvis, five picks before they took Sacconi. The Dodgers took Miller, and Miller was, a, at the time, he was a fastball slider guy who had a big fastball, and obviously still does, 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So yeah, Miller's going to light up the radar gun, but he's turned out to be a pretty good development win for them. Oh, absolutely. A, the, the, I, Andrew Friedman runs a great organization in terms of just like the value they extract out of the late, like the later rounds of the draft. And just like in general, like even when they, they don't miss or when they miss in the first couple of rounds, they'll get value out of the later rounds. And it's, it's something we need to see like from the Diamondbacks. Uh, I think Bobby Miller is hittable. I mean, he's got an ERA over four. Um, he's not a bad pitcher. I like by me. He's still, this is his first, uh, he's a rookie. So he's six and two. With a 4.26 year rate, I don't know. I'd like to see what his uh, his uh, the more advanced metrics are before so I say despite, he sucks. Despite the uh, fastball averages 99 miles an hour, he doesn't get... We're going to pull up a stat cast page. His raw stuff is in the deep We red, know that doesn't, that doesn't matter if you have a... We, like, we know yeah. that doesn't matter if you throw over... You know, if it's throwing 99, if it's a flat and it's hittable uh, fastball, then it, it doesn't really matter. So Miller is actually above average. Well, he gives up a lot of hard hit balls, but he doesn't give up a lot of bar- a lot of. Bar- uh, I guess you can say the type of contact that typically leads to runs. Barrel barrel rates in the 64th percentile, which means it's better than average. Mm. Strikeout rate. Yeah, I can't say. Strikeout rate is about league average. Walk rate well above. He doesn't get a lot of swings and misses, but it's like he's getting a lot of. Well, if he, I guess certain so kind he, of contact, not necessarily weak contact. What is his walk rate? Let's go back up to that. If that's the main, if that might be the main. That's not cool. That's uh, he doesn't give a lot of walks for a rookie. Um. Mm-hmm. Let me look at his walk percentage. 6.4. It's right here. Okay. I'm blind, Michael. So I have to like have it in front of me. Even with my glasses, I'm blind. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see how they're going to be able to like they're gonna have to just get on base and steal on them. I mean, that's really what we're gonna see. I and mean, hopefully, they can make quality contact. Yeah, his numbers are actually much better uh, in terms of, like it was like I would. His peripherals are better. I wouldn't than his numbers. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he dominates the the Diamondbacks. Right? Like that's why I said yesterday, we really need to see uh, like a split series. You want to see the Diamondbacks take at least one of the two games. They take both. That's that's like you might be on the path to turning the season back around too, uh, and building momentum. Uh, but that's a questionable, the real question if they can do that against Miller. Uh, just like yeah, looking at his his fielding independent pitching, it's like a run, almost like a full run better. Uh, his xFIP, I know we disagree on that. It's not. I mean, it's like uh, like a third of a run better. So he's definitely. Like his XERA, uh, is like a point eight point eight lower than his his actual ERA. So yeah, he's 
he the regression of the mean may just mean that he's gonna be better. Hopefully we don't see the Diamondbacks dominate tomorrow. All the uh, all the metrics say all the metrics say he's due for a good start, more or less. Yeah, pick him up in your fantasy league. If you yeah. uh got a daily league, pick up Bobby pick up Bobby Miller for a start against the Diamondbacks, uh screw it. And if they and if the Diamondbacks beat him, shame on you for doing that. Like you're a traitor. Oh, there we go. It's like I was wondering what I'm doing. So basically, Bobby Miller, league average pitcher with above average peripherals. Yep. PDLR. Yeah, that's Very that's average. about it. And then the next series we're facing the Padres. We'll talk about the Padres um, more when we get to the off day, but. Yeah, that's I don't I mean really. Yeah, not, not to put the cart uh, before the horse. Uh, this is going to be this is really the schedule is going to be very tough. They're going to have to do something, or the season's going to be like we have a lot of questions. It's really been like on the the fandom and the writers, uh, you know, like that's just what we've been talking about. Like this has been the major discussion over the last like, like during the stretch as it's gone worse. Is like okay, well, how bad is it going to get? And I'm sure the players know. They know themselves, like they, they got to stop it, but can they, that's the question. So this thing is like, and subscribe, leave a comment, smash that, whatever subscription. Here's here's today's lineup. Can tell Marte is in the lineup. No injury concerns for now. Okay. That's, that's a good, that's good news. So can tell Marte health update. Patel is uh, wasn't lying, and neither was Lavello. Good to know. It's interesting to see Fam uh, batting third. Well, Fam's been batting either third or fifth, depending on the handedness of the starter. Yeah, no, it's just I just kind of didn't expect that. I mean, Brandon, Brandon fought. I mean, hopefully we're going to see a good start from him. The offense actually shows up and runs wild on the Dodgers. Uh, D backs win six two. That's what I want That'd to see. That would be ideal. That's an ideal win. Honest, That's an ideal win. Six runs. The Dodgers might score at least four. Yeah, uh, yeah. That could be. Regardless that of game could go a lot of ways. We'll find out. I'll actually, I'll actually watch baseball tonight. Like I'll sit down at my TV with the score on, and like I'll, I actually send pictures of me watching baseball games to Michael. So he knows that I'm actually watching baseball because I like, don't watch baseball that much. I just like read the box score and if there's nothing else to do, I'll actually sit down and watch it. And then it's the playoffs. I'll watch it. Cause that counts. Cause I'm terrible. And you're terrible. If you don't subscribe to uh, our channel and like this video and leave a comment. Otherwise you're going to see this, something like this. You're going to see me slowly lose my mind more and more and become more obnoxious if you don't like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter and social media. I only watch Brandon Thought Starts. You're right. How did that happen? Actually, no, I, I didn't mean, I meant to like, I watched uh, Kelly start or whatever, which game, I forget. Uh, the games were terrible and then I turned it off because I couldn't, I couldn't, that was no I, couldn't and I, got better, I got better things to do. I got better things to do than watch this team lose. Than watch this team lose. So Diamondbacks, uh, you're watching this. 
you could just like win. You know, all you got to do is score more runs than the other team. It's not that hard. You know, it's not that it's hard. hard. You can it's just the hard part. You can just you just gotta win. All you have to do is win. It's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Not to rip off uh, Ryan, what's his name? But super easy, barely an inconvenience. So yeah, I'm trying to think. You want to you want to do any last? You want to talk about the Kevin Brown situation before we go? Yeah, so yeah, let's talk about that. Kevin Brown didn't do anything wrong. I saw that video and I had the same reaction every other person had, which was, uh, what am I missing? Was he like not wearing pants? Was he? Is he? Is he not? Was he not wearing pants or something? Like he was like had like inappropriate and like his junk. Like he stood up like right at the end, his junk was showing, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And they just obviously can't show that on Twitter, so they just showed like some some statistics that show the team improved. Like, I don't get why they like it. John Angelos is soft skin, like Nepo baby. And I uh, like Angela, his dad wasn't much better. Right. was famously John Miller was uh, let go because he didn't believe black and black and orange. And it's like, okay, yep. he's a great, one of the greatest, like I'm not a huge fan of John Miller. Just because because him was Joe Morgan. Teams in black and orange, though. Yeah, he loves black and orange. Clearly, he's only he's only only been involved with black and orange teams. So you guys say maybe he does. Maybe he did that to stick it to Angelos. But the point is, it's like a little soft skin thing that they could do, and they're going to pretend like nothing happened and have them start tomorrow. And they're instead they're doing an investigation to figure out who leaked that information. And then I'm sure now they're doing an investigation to figure out who leaked that investigation, which is just the most silly, like be an adult, John, Kevin's Kevin's one of the best announcers in the league. I, we would be lucky to have him as a dimebag fan. Like I can say that we would be lucky to have them on a Whoever leaked is someone who didn't like the decision is my opinion. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope it's not Kevin Brown because he's seems, I don't think it was, but someone uh, in the broadcast booth, uh, leak that because he didn't do anything wrong. He's like literally like, oh my god, the team sucked against the Rays in the past, but this year they've been really good, and they have the graphic prepared, which means that it not only it wasn't something like that doesn't work. Like they didn't just make that graphic right then and there. Someone made that earlier at, at bare minimum, uh, like an hour beforehand. It's hard. Uh, to make so graphics. yeah, it's hard. It takes more time. So, I mean, even someone who was quickly that, you know, this, that, that, had, that had to be approved by everyone. It had to go back to pass the producers. Um, there was a whole chain of people who approved this and only for John Angelos to get upset at him and suspend him. And then they're going to pretend like nothing happened. It's an embarrassment. To, to hear more rants like that, subscribe to our channel. You're gonna hear it until we do, you do. You're gonna keep hearing it until you do it. Until you do it, and share us on your social media and tell people how wonderful we are for you know doing this. I don't know. Easiest way to find us on broadcast is on Twitter when we announce it. So you can follow me on Twitter at Michael McD MLB, and you can follow Wes on Twitter at at Buyer Wesley. It's called X. I'm going to keep saying that every time until Elon Musk changes it back or until, you know, it's no longer a thing. 
because I'm I'm obnoxious and that's my role here. All right, let's do this again. <laughs> Twitter X, yeah, yeah, that's there you go, that's better. Um, so we'll probably be back tomorrow at the normal time. I. Uh, we will either be elated and, or we'll be even more depressed. And I, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Well, if things go to expectations, we'll probably be talking about a butt kicking. I expect them to lose 27 to two. Uh, nah. <laughs> I think you're off by 20. 27 to two. I, if they do that, I think I, I really hope my six to two prediction comes true. But if they win twenty, if they lose twenty seven to two, this will be a very weird uh, podcast tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. I can only predict awful things. So, thanks for watching, three people and the fourth person who showed up. Uh, you're awesome. The rest of you, we'll you know, we'll talk tomorrow, and you'll like and subscribe our channel then. Do that that way. You can follow us at uh, either follow us on, like I said, YouTube Snakes on the Diamond with the spaces on Twi Twitch is Snakes with uh, Snakes on the Diamond without the spaces. Hit the follow button if you're there. It's like subscribing on YouTube. It's free and no, but it's free and nobody has to ever know. We don't. We're not doing alerts. Yeah, we don't do that. So, anyways, take care, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Arizona time.